Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. One of the marks of modern Western society is the compartmentalization of life, where life is sectioned off, divided into separate areas. Now, now the pandemic has certainly altered this a bit. Time will tell if it's a temporary alteration or not. But it's still present, where your life consists of a number of spheres with very little overlap. Now, here are some of those divisions. Work, home, school, family, friends, politics, religion, social media. In each of these areas, you might act different. You might speak different, relate different, look different, think different. In other words, you may have different selves, different identities in each area. You may have a work self and a home self. You may have a family self and a friend self. You may have a church self and an online self. You may be the most calm, assured, team-oriented, teamwork-oriented boss, but at home, you're an edgy tyrant. You might conduct yourself at church with the most encouraging, edifying speech, but out with your friends, you swear like a sailor. Now, the idea is, is, is this. You leave work at work, your family with family, your friends with friends. You do church at church, politics is politics, and they're all separate, distinct. You have compartments, you have sections, you have spheres. Therefore, your life is divided, segregated, cut up, dissected. And in each, you may be different. That is not what God intended You are a whole person. You are one person created in the image of God. You're not a different self, a different person for every facet of your life. You're one person, a whole person whose life is made up of different facets. Your spheres of life may be different, but you shouldn't be, especially if you follow Jesus. Now, in our passage this morning, Paul shows us how life in Jesus is intended to be. Listen to verse 17 again. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul says, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do in word, your speech, your communication, your remarks, your pronouncements, your descriptions, your conversations, your by the ways, your jokes, your oaths, your texts, your emails, your posts, do them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Indeed, your day-to-day 
actions, opening doors, putting away dishes, folding laundry, shopping, studying for tests, shooting basketball, clicking a mouse, tapping a screen, typing, walking, exercising, reading, driving a car, sitting at a desk, changing diapers, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Word and deed. All of your interactions in life, everything you do in whatever sphere of life you find yourself, whether at home or work or school or church, with family or friends or while you're online, do them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in the name of does not mean that you must utter Jesus's name all day long. Paul is not saying, say the name of Jesus in everything that you do. In the name of means as a representative of. In other words, do everything as a representative of Jesus. And what is a representative A representative is someone chosen, someone elected, someone chosen, elected, and sent on behalf of someone else. Now, here here, here in in Jackson, we are in the third congressional district in the state of Mississippi. Almost two years ago, we elected Michael Guest to the House of Representatives. We chose Michael Guest to represent us in Congress. We sent Michael Guest to Washington, D.C. Now, in electing him, we expect him to act on our behalf. He is there in the name of the 3rd Congressional District in the state of Mississippi. Well, we, we went into more detail about this last week. But Paul says, the Father has elected you in Jesus. That you are chosen in Jesus. You're chosen to be made new in Jesus. Chosen to belong to the Father. Chosen to be part of God's people. Chosen for salvation. And this, that you are chosen, that you are elected in Jesus, simply points to the grace of God. That salvation, your salvation, is a gift of love from the Father. And here's here's what I mean. Sinner that you are, God chose you anyway. Sinner that you are, God saved you anyway. As broken as you are, God redeemed you anyway. And he did so through the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, through the death and the rising again of his Son. Salvation is God's work. Salvation rests in his hands, not yours. And he is your faithful father. He's not some fickle, impulsive, unpredictable deity. He's your faithful father. So chosen by Jesus, elected in Jesus, you are sent out in the name of Jesus, sent out into life, into your life, sent out into the many facets, the many areas that make up your life as his representative. And as a representative of Christ, you're called to act in a manner consistent with his calling, to act as one saved by his grace, to act as one belonging to him 
to act in concert with his character. So in the name of Jesus is to act like Jesus, to display his character, to point to him, to point to his love in everything, word and deed. You are to show the love of Jesus. Paul says, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is Lord. He is God. He is Lord of life. If he has saved you, if he has chosen you, then he is Lord of your life. That means that Jesus is ruler. He's sovereign. He is the authority in your life and over your life. And that includes every compartment, every sphere, every facet, every aspect of your life. This means you should not live a divided life where you have different selves, different identities, where you talk differently, act differently in each area of your life. But you are you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you're a follower of Jesus, saved by Jesus, devoted to Jesus, and this defines you. This defines your life and how you look at life. This orders your life, structures your life. Jesus is the center. He's the anchor. He holds all things together. And so that's how you are at work or school or home or church or with family or with friends or, or online because life in Jesus defines who you are. You can't simply set it to the side. You can't ignore it. You can't pretend it's not there. Now, our Old Testament reading is a wonderful example of this. Our Old Testament reading from Exodus. In the beginning of Exodus, we find that God's people are in Egypt. Since the days of Joseph, they've increased in number. They've become strong. And now the Egyptians are afraid of them. They're afraid that they would rise up, join their enemies, and overthrow them, conquer them from within. So God's people are made slaves, slaves of the Egyptians. But God blessed them. And they continued to multiply, even though they were slaves. They continued to increase in number. They continued to grow strong. So Pharaoh, king of Egypt, came up with another plan, plan B. He called in two Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Pua. And he orders these, these Hebrew midwives to kill all baby boys. Whenever a baby boy was born to one of God's people, the midwives were to kill them. So that in this way, the Israelites would cease to increase in number. In this way, there would be no young men to rise up in battle or potentially rise up in battle against the Egyptians. Now, did the two midwives follow Pharaoh's orders? No. Our text tells us that they feared God. They feared God over Pharaoh. They obeyed God over Pharaoh, God who is a God of life, God who commands not to murder. You see, there was no separation of life for Shipra and Pua. Their, their faith was not a private affair that they left behind when they went to work. Their faith was not a private affair that they left behind when it came to politics. They belonged to God. They were faithful to God. They, they centered their lives upon God, every aspect of their life ordered by God. And so should ours. 
<laughs> not, not that that's an easy task. Now, one, you're, you're up against a culture that is increasingly hostile to Christianity, increasingly hostile to your faith. You're up against a culture that says Jesus is well and good, your religion is well and good, just don't bring it out in the public with you. Don't talk about it. Leave your faith behind when you walk out those doors. In other words, the thought is that it should begin here and end here, here as in the church. Well, Paul does say it begins here. It starts here. It starts in the body, in the community of faith, in the church. Paul writes this in verse 16. This is right before he tells us to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul writes this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. As as God's people, called by God, chosen by God, saved by God, we gather in the presence of God together and we worship. We sing psalms, we sing hymns, we sing spiritual songs. That's part of our worship. But Paul also says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, the word of Christ is the message about Christ. It's the good news about Jesus. It's the gospel. And that message, that good news, that gospel is found in the scriptures. It's found in the Bible. It's found in God's word. So Paul is saying, let God's word dwell in you richly. And for it to dwell in you richly, you've got to hear it. You've got to hear it both on your own, on your own, at home, and here, gathered together. Therefore, worship must be centered on God's word, centered on reading God's word and hearing God's word and meditating on God's word, wrestling with God's word, being captive to God's word, understanding God's word so that it might dwell in you richly, so that you might know Jesus better, so that you might follow him more faithfully, so that you might grow in obedience, so that you might be built up and equipped as you walk out those doors doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus starts here. It starts in the community of faith. It starts with the body of Christ in worship. But here we learn the melody and the rhythm and the words together. But you can't leave it here. You can't can't drop it as you walk out the door. You are sent out to sing the song of faith in your life every day, in everything, in every sphere. In Jesus' name. Now, again, it's not easy. Not only are you against a culture that is hostile to faith or insists that you keep your faith in check, but you're also up against yourself. You're also up against yourself. You're redeemed, but still struggle with sin's self. Where you're tempted to do everything in your own name, no matter what area of life where you want to make your own way, where you want to do things how you want to do, where you want to receive the glory and the honor and the accolades and the credit, but none of the blame. Where you struggle with a selfish heart and selfish desires and and you live in a culture that would tell you to indulge in your selfish desires. This is where you need the word of Christ to dwell in you richly to illumine the brokenness of your heart, the sinfulness of your heart through the light of Christ, to transform your broken, sin-sick heart through the grace of Christ, to, to call you to obedience in the manner of Christ. Christ.
This is where you have to ask the Father to really open your eyes, to to open your eyes to those places in life where you're not doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and that he might transform your heart, make you whole, make you look at life whole and live your life whole, centered on Jesus. Life is not a series of separate compartments where you live each bit differently. Don't live that lie. You're one self, one person created in the image of God. You're one self, one person whose life is made up of different areas. The center, the focus, the unifying factor of your life has to be Jesus. Otherwise, it'll fall apart. Otherwise, you will fall apart trying to keep it all together. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 